Hey everyone, Hillary here. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast, That's Funny, Just Kidding. Matt and I have a fun show for you today, but we do want to let you know that we will be sharing some scary stories, and one of our fictional stories does mention suicide. We hope that you enjoy the show and keep coming back. Welcome to another episode of Just Kidding with Matt and Hillary. Um, that's it. I'm Matt. I'm Hillary. That's that's and the end done. of the podcast. And we're <laughs> done. And we're done. Um, thank you for joining us. We have a really interesting, fun, I think we're in for a fun episode uh, yeah. today about scary stories. Uh fictional non-fictional just scary stories be, in general it could be great or really bad so we'll see we're first time trying it that's true that's true we we don't know how things are before they happen <laughs> that's how that time is, works that is true so here we go <laughs> here we go um but before we get into that how are you I am living life in my life. Um, two-bedroom townhouse during the right. quarantine. So as you can imagine, it's fabulous. But in all seriousness, I, I really, I had just, I had a fine week and nothing really new to report. There's, I mean, there's a lot of fires here in Colorado right now. Which oh, is I a saw that. Bummer. Yeah. yeah, we were going to go it's this, still happening. Uh, camping. Yeah, they're everywhere and they're really bad. We were gonna go camping this weekend, mm. and there's it's, it's the smoke is so bad that it's hard to breathe even here in kind of the Denver area, and you know there's there's also like ash on our cars and it smells like somebody has a bonfire right outside, so and that's wow. been going on for two weeks, and one of them now is is the fourth largest wildfire in Colorado history so yeah it's pretty it's pretty awful but you guys i mean it's awful yes i let me preface what i'm about to say with um yes and i'm sorry that it's happening and for those losing houses and things like that that's terrible um but like with colorado and i know with like california there's like fire sea is it like a it's like a season out there right like it's a time where they're like they just happen yeah, um, but Col- not to Colorado's, this extent usually. Right. Colorado's a desert, so it doesn't yeah. seem like it because we get, you know, all different kinds of weather. But because it's so dry, we do have a fire season. And I think that it's not supposed to start until a little bit later. So that's why it's concerning is, you know, oh. it's just everything's been so dry, which is interesting because June was really we had a lot of rain in June. But July hmm. and August, I mean, it's, I mean, we had another 90 degree day here in just dry, hot heat. Wow. So, yeah, it's not good conditions for, for fires and for people and for the um, firefighters fighting it because of the wind as well. So it's just not, yeah. it's not great. And it's, it's, was this bad a few years ago where we could, you can't see the mountains at all. It's totally blocked out from smoke. But there's right. because there are multiple huge fires, it's just I mean it blankets the whole state basically. Wow, that's 
Yeah. We just saw in the news too. California seems to be the same way. They're blanketed. Yeah. That whole, the whole state's blanketed in fires. Uh, well, wait. <laughs> we've kicked this podcast cast off. A, a podcast called "Just Kidding." We are. <laughs> that we are really not killing kidding. it. We yeah. are. <laughs> we're, um, we're killing it with the welcome. jokes today. You're welcome. <laughs> I was trying to be positive uh, about my week. No, no, then. no. That's no, no, the way the, it ended, but you know, I'm glad it you, happens. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm glad that you you had a good week. Um, a positive thing, I saw you you taught yoga again this week. You teach on Wednesdays yes. usually. I do teach on Wednesdays? Yes, and it was really good class. I enjoyed I enjoyed it a lot. So here's something you don't know, which this could turn very funny or not. We'll see. Um, so my, I didn't tell you this. I can't believe I didn't tell you this yet. It, it happened a couple of, well, tomorrow's the last day. Um, but my studio is closing. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So, so everything's sad today. I it's know. not sad because okay. um, the, the my friend Jenny, who owns the studio, is really like, she's in a good, she's not closing because of COVID and all this. She's okay. closing because she's like, I, you know what? This is, COVID is... The universe saying you need, she's been wanting to move on to other things. And she was like, you know what? I, it's telling me I need to move on to other things. So um, it's a good thing for her. It's a sad thing for the folks of the studio. Um, right. But we uh, so I took up this is crazy. I took up doing the beach body insanity workout. How nope. is that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're on day 17. I feel like I'm going to die. Okay. Um, so that's, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot every day. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you know the videos, but they, it, it's the guy, Sean, who's doing them. But then he has a bunch of, like, really fit people that right. make him doing it. There are moments in the videos where, I mean, obviously these people are, like, the best of the best like right. he wouldn't have picked like people like me to be in the video. Um, and there are points in the video where the people in the video have to stop and like <laughs> go get water. And I'm like, if those people yeah. can't even do it, how am I supposed to do it? Right. My favorite so, is when yeah. whoever they select to do the modifications for the really hard moves, you can't, you can't even do those moves, no, you know? No, yeah, exactly. That's me basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no so um we'll see because i was when jenny announced the studio closing i was like i gotta do something that's active and exercise like that yoga is, yeah. was my only exercise that i really got um and it was less exercise than it was i don't know it, i mean it it's is like a exercise, brain but exercise. It's, yeah that's exactly it wasn't like i was staying super fit uh you met me um <laughs> but um no but it, it it is it was more a brain thing um, yeah and so i was like i gotta do something that's a body thing <laughs> that like just made me feel i i'm not i don't want to get ripped i don't care about that like well if it happens it happens um <laughs> But like, I just want to feel good because yoga yeah. made me feel good without necessarily even like losing weight or anything like that. Right. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Those are pretty, so. they're pretty interesting workouts. I've done them with my sister. I didn't, I don't think I did insanity, but I did, I have done some of the workouts that were the, 
Oh, what are they? I don't know. They're like the 80 day something, something. I did oh, not do yeah. 80 days. I'm I'm yeah. not somebody to follow a plan because I don't want people telling me what to do. So me. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll this pick and choose what days. I want to do. Yeah. I yeah, this is 60 days. I'm day 17. I'm like, I don't know if I'm getting through 60 well, day days. 17. But... Oh, you can do it. Yeah. I mean, come on. Day 17. You got it. We'll see. We'll see. What is that? A, um, a quarter, a quarter of the way through, pretty much. No, I'm not good at math. Sure, I'm, I was homeschooled. I'm guessing two, four, so. six. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, yeah, just about a quarter. Yeah, yeah, twenty would be a quarter. So just about a quarter. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do we want to get into uh, now that we've sort of caught up on wildfires and and me dying and a slow studios death? Studios closing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> studios closing and. Things like that get into what we're talking about today? Yeah, absolutely. Did you want to start us off or is that me? Oh, um, so we decided for this episode to talk about scary stories. We were both going to pick a scary story or two um, to kind of talk about, uh, read slash talk about, and then I have a fun little game afterwards. Um, but before we get into the stories... Um, why you tell i can't say words welcome to this welcome to the just kidding podcast i'm <laughs> just matt kidding. I can't um, speak. just kidding um how did you first get into like or interested in like scary stories well wow that's that's more of a a, a rabbit hole than you think <laughs> oh oh dear I, okay i'll give i'll try to give the briefest reason so I grew up um, evangelical Christian, so basically that meant that I was told about and terrified of demons every single waking hour of my life, yeah. and I was positive that they were always trying to get me or attack me or that I sensed them in rooms because I was told that that was true. So it's almost like when you, the fascination of wanting to learn more about something that terrifies you so I've always really liked scary stories and being scared because I was mostly always scared like every night I was scared not just little kid afraid of the dark but when you're told oh yeah there's these paranormal yeah. beings and they're not ghosts they're actual things that are coming to hurt you unless you yeah. believe in God and all that stuff it's kind of terrifying when you're a youngin so <laughs> I've always liked scary stories and I think it's fun to read well so i so the, here's the interesting question so you were terrified of demons so reading these scary stories was that like a comfort or was that like uh oh like you said learning i guess it's about learning about them or no it's what was it it's almost like not being able to look away from a train wreck that's oh, how okay. i would do it like i don't like i want to hear the stories because they're fascinating and creepy, but also terrify me to my core. I can't. It's uh, masochistic. I don't know. <laughs> no, I so. no. That makes sense. That totally. That totally makes sense. It's funny for for me with. So, I hate horror movies. I hate them. I cannot watch them. I cannot like. It just nothing 
but stories and things like that, like I love, I love reading mm-hmm. that stuff. I, yeah. you, the demons, it's funny. You, I, I can, <laughs> uh, this is an audio, this is an audio podcast, so I won't go get it. Um, but when I was trying to come up uh, with a story, um, I have a whole book. This could be a whole episode in itself um, mm. called The Demonologist. It's about, oh. the, it's all of the Warren's case files, oh, um, Lorraine right. and Ed Warren. Yeah. So we get, we, that could be another whole episode we go into. Um, I didn't end up taking a story from there. Um, that's when I texted you like, can it be nonfiction? Oh yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I used to love like, are you afraid of the dark? Did you ever yes. watch that? I, mean, I, so I that, did. Um, I was always like a goosebumps, like that sort of stuff. Fear Street. Those are all like the. Yeah. Those, I'm a I'm a hundred years old, Hillary. I'm well, sorry. I will, here's <laughs> You're like I will those books you. were before my time. <laughs> no, no. I so I will also make the disclaimer that because of my background growing up, I was often not allowed to pursue or listen to or watch anything like this oh, because I was told sense. that I would be opening a portal directly to hell and letting things into our house. So, and that like can be, that, that again, exactly. We could not, I didn't read Harry Potter yeah. till I was in college and I don't get yeah. the hype <laughs> because I was an adult when I read them. So still not read it and I have no plan plans to read it yeah send your letters to matt at (laughs) (laughs) yeah we just had everyone click off this you know unless they're older you know than me so i i so so yeah i would then want to kind of consume this stuff in secret but because i really was scared that i was going to be opening a freaking portal right into my home and and i was gonna say this can be. This is going to be a, another podcast. I mean, we we're, we'll talk about how I grew up, and then we'll also talk about yeah. <laughs> like the paranormal specifically, and that. And yeah, I guess yeah. that ties in a little bit to talking about today. But that's kind of the vibe. I guess it was the. What am I trying to say? Like the forbidden, the forbidden yeah. fruit. Oh, hundred percent. So you want to consume it more because you're you're not allowed yeah. to to experience 100%. it. So. Yeah, and I, I will note that even though I'm pretty sure I don't believe in demons, that I am still scared of them. Like, and I know yeah. that makes no, no I get sense. It. Well, because it's but so it's deeply embedded. It's yeah. deeply embedded. Yeah. So, and, and I'm truly so. scared. So, <laughs> anyway, oh, all right, that's another episode. Uh, we can yeah, so we'll totally go into of, that of therapy with. exactly i remember when i was a kid i used to get out books from the library about like the salem witch trials and like things like that because i just loved like the stuff is terrifying and it's real life like people got crushed to death by stones like it's yeah it's but yeah i used to love to read things like maybe that's why i am the way i am (laughs) <laughs> that, that does remind me and then we can get into the actual stories but yeah, one yeah. of the only stories i can remember that i was allowed to read that was fictional but still scary involved demons but you didn't know it was demons because the whole book it was like a, t- a teenage christian thriller novel like this is insane so I'm, I, I'm reading... I want to sign up for that right now. Is yeah, there like I need to, a series? I need to find it. I need to find it because the description of these creatures 
scared me for until what time is it right now? Um, so oh my god. So it's it still was, scaring you currently. <laughs> yeah. So it was basically the whole premise was listen, anything that is paranormal is not of God and therefore the devil is just tricking you into thinking it's something other than a demon, but it's always a demon. No matter if people think it's a ghost, an alien, whatever, it's always a demon. So don't ever Hmm. fall for it. That's basically, if they could summarize this book, that's what it was. So it's about these teenagers and um, they, and bear with me, I read this when I was 12, so... (laughs) Uh, it's been quite some time, but uh, you don't remember it exactly, <laughs> right? These teenagers find I don't know if it's like some sort of like artifact or something, it turns out to be like alien stuff. And then one of the young ladies is getting like something is like using her to start writing things out, and they're like, Oh, what is it? It's an alien, like writing things out, and she's like. And one of the kids like, hey, guys, I don't think that's an alien. I think we should be careful. And they're like, shut up. It's an alien. Like, so it's basically like she thinks that she's being controlled by an alien. And it's like this super positive thing. Like we're being contacted. Isn't this great? And then finally at the end, um, after, you know, many different things, they're like in a cave or something and the aliens are there like they finally get to see them and she's like oh my gosh it's these aliens that I've been talking to and then the aliens start to shift and morph and the description was like they started to grow like beasts like fingers and they started oh my to God. their back started to break and crack and they started to curl oh over and basically describe like the most heinous beast thing and they're yeah. demons and it's like well told you yeah. they're, they're everything's a demon everything's, everything's a, demon. a demon so i read that and wow. was just horrified so um i need to oh find that goodness. book and we should have a book uh what is yeah. it called? A book club? <laughs> we'll do a book club with the Christian yeah. horror fiction. I know. I just look up like bullshit Christian horror and it's like bloop. <laughs> it's the first one that comes. It's the only one that was ever it's written. It's the only one. Yeah. Yeah. So that. It was written know, by horrifying. the same woman who wrote the Babysitter Club. <laughs> Anne Martin. Right. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that oh, was a weird dear. genre for her. Yeah, weird. Weird. <laughs> She went off the rails there. That was oh strange. Oh my gosh, that's really. Oh funny. dear. All right. Okay. Do you, uh, let's. Do you want to get into this? Do you want to go first or? So I have a question for you because I I I kind of want to yes. save the story that creeps me out the most till last, but it's also a couple of stories together, which makes it a little bit longer. So I don't know. Okay. Is that okay for me to go last on that sure. one? Sure. Or yeah, yeah. I can so... start us off with like I found those two sentence horror oh yeah oh yeah you want to start with some of those i can write i can start with a couple of those okay i think i saved yeah i was looking i was looking at uh both of those so hillary sent me um two well three subreddits um two sentence horror uh and short scary shorter scary what is it called that's what my game is based on short scary stories Short, uh, yeah, super short, scary stories. There it is. Um, yeah. So, do you want to start with a few of the two okay. sentence ones? Yeah, I'll. I'll. I think I some like of them more, were like, like, I was like, oh yeah, I was like two sentences. How? What? I know. So I tried to pick good ones, but not 
hideously grotesque ones. I don't really like those. Yeah, those yeah. are just weird. I'm like, stop writing that, people. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So we'll start We're off like, with this. This is one. erotica. What are you? I know. Words? I'm this like, get just... this out of this Reddit, please. <laughs> okay. I feel like I have to get really close to my mic when I'm all doing right, this we'll get part. Really close. <laughs> Turn all the lights out. All right. Here's the. <laughs> oh, don't even. That would creep me out. Even though I don't believe. Okay. So. <laughs> This is one of the two-sentence horror stories. So this one is, Finally alone, you begin to turn the doorknob to enter your room. You freeze as you quickly realize that someone is turning it from the other side. Oof. Oh, that's, that's what I mean by, like, you don't think you could be creeped out in, like, two sentences, but you can. Yeah. You can. Okay. Here's the next one. Um, okay. Over the past few weeks, the number four kept appearing in my thoughts. After the car accident I caused killed four people, a new number appeared. 1,400. Oh my god. Can you imagine? I, when I was scrolling through some of these, and that's a perfect example of that. When I was scrolling through some of these, I was like, I want to read this whole story. Like, I want someone to expand on this. Yeah, Did they and I think ever it would that? be. I didn't really... Sometimes people will add their two sentences to it, and then so on and so forth, which oh. I think is pretty cool. I think it would be a, a wonderful writing prompt. I'd love to write a story out of one of these. Like you just start off with the two sentences, and on your own, you write a short story. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, okay, so I have two more. I'll do this one. The pile of clothes looks like it's breathing in the dark, but I really should have been paying attention to the closet slowly opening. Nope. No thanks. Okay. And here's the last one. I never understood why people are afraid of darkness. What makes you think you can see us when the lights are on? (laughs) Yikes. I, the people on Reddit, uh, <laughs> the people from Reddit, well, to be fair, I'm also, I'm also on Reddit. So to, to I'm be on fair. Reddit, but I, I don't understand how it works. I found out today I have seven comments. I don't either. I have no idea what that is from. I don't what do anything that even on Reddit. I have no clue. I never do anything. I don't either. I don't, I don't post. I just browse. I don't post. Yeah. I don't thumbs up. I, but somebody, I don't know. Seven Somebody karma. likes you a lot. I'm famous. Right? You're you're Reddit famous. <laughs> so um, so my so <laughs> the story I chose is uh, probably nonfiction. Okay. Um, but it has been highly um, argued that it is was made up okay um even though there's a ton of evidence that there was like a police investigation um you'll see it's the watcher of new jersey oh okay i'm pretty sold do you know the watcher story uh yeah i know about it yeah so all the the only things i could find about the watcher were super long (laughs) Right. Um, so I found a relatively short. Uh, now that I'm scrolling down, it's not that short. Oh yeah, it's relatively short. Um, 
thing about it. So um, it's from Refinery29. Should I read the whole thing? Yeah, yeah, because my my ending story is a little lengthy, so I think that would be fine. Okay, so this is uh, an article on Refinery29 um, by Leah Carroll. The article's called This uh, New Jersey Town Has Two Real-Life Hill Houses, um, and the truth is creepier than the show. So I'm going to read just the first one, which is about the Watcher. The second one is about John List and oh, it's the whole thing. Um, all right. Three days after the Broaddus family closed on the purchase of their Westfield, New Jersey dream home, they received an eerie letter from a person identifying themselves as the Watcher. Why are you here? I will find out, it read in part. And then, my grandfather watched this house in the 1920s, my father watched it in the 1960s, and now it is my time. I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. The Broadduses purchased the stately colonial in June of 2014, planning to move in with their young children. They were, there was plenty of room for a family. Uh, the three-story house had six bedrooms, four bathrooms, Six bed. That's too many bathrooms. Sorry, that's not part of the article. Uh, four fireplaces, two porches, and a finished basement. But the watcher's letter left the new owners terrified, particularly the part where he had written, he or she, they don't know, but that article doesn't say that. Do you need to fill the house? Do you need, do you need to fill the house with young blood I requested? Question mark. Once I know their names, I will call them and draw them out to me. Uh. Westfield, exactly. <laughs> Westfield's about 30 minutes away from Manhattan. Uh, streets are lined with trees. I'm going to skip sort of over this paragraph, uh, which in 2000, 2016, the house was priced at $809,935. Uh, none of that is important information to know. Uh, ha, ha, ha. Okay, so... Um, the uh, the Broaddus family especially uh, received second and third letters from the Watcher. As creepy as the first letters had been, the letters were even uh, these letters were even worse. The Watcher wrote, "Have they found out what's in the walls yet? In time they will. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought to me. Will the young bloods play in the basement?" The Watcher seemed to take issues, yeah, exactly, with the upgrades and repairs that the Broadduses had made to the home, proving that some someone was indeed actually watching the home. You have changed it and made it so fancy. It cries for the past and what it used to be in the time when I roamed its halls, when I ran from room to room imagining the life with the rich occupants there. And now I watch and I wait for the day when the young blood will be mine again. Terrified by these threats, of course, sure. I would be too. Yeah. The, sure. <laughs> the family never moved into the home. Uh, they put it up for sale for $1.1 million, uh, far less than what they had paid for it. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, uh, in a civil lawsuit, the Broadduses stated that the former owners of the home, the Woodses, Woods, the Woodses, I guess that's a... Uh, plural for woods, I don't know, knew about the Watcher and intentionally withheld the information from them. Uh, in a complaint, the site language of one letter that read, I asked the Woodses to bring me young blood. I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two decades now. 
the Woods' family turned it over to you, and it was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. Uh, as the countersuits uh, would, uh, the, as the suits and countersuits wound their way through the legal system, the ho home re remained in a real estate limbo. Unable to sell it, the Broadduses began renting it uh, in 2017. When reporters knocked on the door to find out uh, what the new tenant thought of the whole situation, the man politely declined in an interview saying, this is not my issue. <laughs> Me. <laughs> that is, uh, that's the end of that. I did s some more digging and the Broadduses did end up selling it in 2019 um, for something like six hundred thousand dollars like half wow. half yeah. uh, less than half of what of they there. even paid for. yeah so the reason it was like wildly debated was um there there were rumors that um the Broadduses bought the house not having the money to actually pay for the house hmm. they realized they were like in over their head so they concocted this whole thing and were sending themselves the letters. Uh, huh. it, it, people people say that they were sending themselves the letters. Some people say that there was so there was a a neighbor um, woman who was in her nineties who lived with her five grown adult sons. They were all between like forty and like seventy. Um, and they all lived in this house and the other thought was it was one of them the police tried to investigate that but those guys wouldn't talk to the police so who knows but it's That's creepy weird. af it's yeah. creepy and, no and matter if it's true or not call things young bloods like i just young blood i know that's so that's terrifying like will if you they little play kids, in the basement get out of here watcher yeah, like, yuck get out get out of here watcher yeah i i always i don't remember where i first saw this story but it always like stuck with me yeah and i was trying to come up with something and i was thinking about the the Warrens, and then I was like, "Oh, the Watcher," because the it's, Watcher. nobody knows if it actually is like sort of fiction or, or which not. is kind of you can make the choice yourself in a way, right? Yeah, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what's yours? Okay, um, I'm trying to look here. Okay, so it's so creepy because it, it it comes with a picture as well. But of course, it looks like, I mean, somebody totally doctored this, but okay, so this is from the, the Creepypasta wiki, so the creepypastafandom.com. For us old people, could you, I, I sort of, I've heard of Creepypasta, but what is, what is, what is it? I feel like what, it is just like a place just a, where people have scary stories, right? Okay. Where there's All like right. a collection of them. I, I mean, I guess I can say I was sheltered, so, you know, not necessarily the old card, but I don't know, because, <laughs> but I'm pretty okay. sure it's, like, creepy stories, a collection of them, so. All right. This is the story that has stuck with me, and is the story of the rake. Ooh. I'll start at the beginning here. This better take place in the fall. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> During the summer of 2003, 
Events in the northeastern United States involving a strange, human-like creature sparked brief local media interest before an apparent blackout was enacted. Little or no information was left intact, as most online and written accounts of the creature were mysteriously destroyed. Primarily focused in rural New York State, sorry Matt, you're pretty close, (laughs) And once found in Idaho, (laughs) self-proclaimed witnesses told stories of their encounters with a creature of unknown origin. Emotions ranged from extremely extremely traumatic levels of fright and discomfort to an almost childlike sense of playfulness and curiosity. While their published versions are no longer on record, their memories remain powerful. Several of the involved parties began looking for answers that year. In early 2006, the collaboration had accumulated nearly two dozen documents dating between the 12th century and present day. Spanning four continents, in almost all cases, the stories were identical. I've been in contact with a member of this group and was able to get some excerpts from their upcoming book. So just a warning, this is the next thing is, I mean, this is fiction, but this is a suicide note, so... We'll, we'll we'll put a warning on the episode. Sorry. A suicide note, 1964. As I prepare to take my life, I feel it necessary to assuage any guilt or pain I've introduced through this act. It is not the fault of anyone other than him. For once I awoke and felt his presence, and once I awoke and saw his form, once again I awoke and heard his voice, and looked into his eyes. I cannot sleep without fear of what I might next awake to experience. I never, uh, I cannot ever wake. Goodbye. Found in the same wooden box were two empty envelopes addressed to William and Rose. One loose personal letter with no envelope contained, Dearest Linny, I have prayed for you. He spoke your name. The next one is a journal entry translated from Spanish in 1880. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I have experienced the greatest terror. I see his eyes when I close mine. They are hollow, black. They saw me and pierced me. His wet hand, I will not sleep. His voice, and then unintelligible text in parentheses. The next one is A Mariner's Log in nineteen in 1691. Dyslexia almost got me there, but I corrected myself. And all those mariners in 1961. <laughs> <laughs> he came to me in my sleep. From the foot of my bed, I felt a sensation. He took everything. We must return to England. We shall not return here again at the request of the rake. All right, this is the longest account here. So from a witness, 2006. And this is the one that still sometimes if I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, is the rake in my room? Or no, wait, I don't believe that. (laughs) Okay. Three years ago, I had just returned from a trip from Niagara Falls with with my family for the 4th of July. We were all very exhausted after a long day of driving. So my husband and I put the kids right to bed and called it a night. At about 4 a.m., I woke up thinking my husband had gotten up to use the restroom. I used the moment to steal back the sheets, only to wake him in the process. I apologized and told him I thought he got out of bed. 
When he turned to me, uh, turned to face me, he gasped and pulled his feet up from the end of the bed so quickly his knee almost knocked me out of the bed. He then grabbed me and said nothing. After adjusting to the dark for half a second, I was able to see what caused the strange reaction. At the foot of the bed, sitting and facing away from us, there was what appeared to be a naked man, a large hairless dog of some sort. Its body position was disturbing and unnatural, as if it had been hit by a car or something. <laughs> You're shaking here. <laughs> no thanks. No thanks. At this point, I was somewhat under the assumption that we were supposed to help him. My husband was peering over his arm and knee, tucked into the fetal position, occasionally glancing at me before returning to the creature. In a flurry of motion, the creature scrambled around the side of the bed and then crawled quickly into a, in a flailing sort of motion right along the bed until it was less than a foot from my husband's face. The creature was completely silent for about 30 seconds, or probably closer to five, it seemed like it was just a while. Just looking at my husband, the creature then placed its hand on his knee and ran into the hallway, leading to the kids' room. I screamed and ran for the light switch, planning to stop him before he hurt my children. When I got to the hallway, the light from the bedroom was enough to see it crouching, hunched over, about 20 feet away. He turned around and looked directly at me, covered in blood. I flipped the switch on the wall and saw my daughter, Clara. The creature ran down the stairs while my husband and I rushed to help our daughter. She was very badly injured and spoke only once more in her short life. She said, he is the rake. My husband drove his car into a lake that night while rushing our daughter to the hospital. They did not survive. Being a small town, news got around pretty quickly. The police were helpful at first, and the local newspaper paper took a lot of interest as well. However, the story was never published, and the local television news never followed up either. For several months, my son Justin and I stayed in a hotel near my parents' house. After we decided to return home, I began looking for answers myself. I eventually located a man in the next town, um, over who had a similar story. We got in contact and began talking about our experiences. He knew of two other people in New York who had seen the creature we now referred to as the rake. It took the four of us about two solid years of hunting on the internet and writing letters to come up with a small collection of what we believed to be the accounts of the rake. None of them gave any details, history, or follow-up. One journal had an entry involving the creature in its first three pages and never mentioned it again. A ship's log explained nothing of the encounter, saying that they were only told to leave by the rake. That was the last entry in the log. There were, however, many instances where the creature's visit was one of, the, of a series of visits with the same person. Multiple people also mentioned being spoken to, my daughter included. This led us to wonder if the rake had visited any of us before our last encounter. I set up a digital recorder near my bed and left it running all night, every night for two weeks. <laughs> no, I don't want to know. Like, don't. No, I would never no do thanks. that. No. Just let Why me not know. Yep. I would tediously scan through the sounds of me rolling around in my bed each day when I woke up. 
By the end of the second week, I was quite used to the occasional sound of sleep while blurring through the recording at eight times the normal speed. This took almost an hour every day. On the first day of the third week, I thought I heard something different. What I found was a shrill voice. It was the rake. I can't listen to it long enough to even begin to transcribe it. I haven't let anyone listen to it yet. All I know is that I've heard it before. And now I believe that it spoke to me when it was sitting in front of my husband. I don't remember hearing anything at the time, but for some reason, the voice on the recorder immediately brings me back to that moment. The thoughts that must have gone through my daughter's head make me very upset. I have not seen the rake since he ruined my life, but I know that he has been in my room while I slept. I know in fear that one night I will wake up to see him staring at me. No, leave. No, no, no. leave. Yeah, get out of here. Um, little, little behind the scenes for the people who are listening. Uh, we record this uh, at 11.30 uh, my time in Connecticut, 11.30 p.m. Uh, and usually <laughs> I hang up from Hillary and go immediately to bed. I will not be doing that this evening. Isn't I will so be up forever. Terrifying. Like, it, that is it terrifying. Dis- it disturbed me so much. And then her it's, recording herself yeah. and then hearing it. Yucky. It's so well written that I yeah. 100% believe that it's real. Right. Like, you know if what somebody, I mean? Yeah. If somebody had presented it to me and said, this is a real account, I'd be like, oh, well, dang. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. It's re- that's yeah. really well. That's too well. Oh boy. Oh boy. I'm, I'm still creeped out. It's like this is, hairs yeah. on my arm are standing up. That is so creepy. Why yeah, is it called I, the rake? I don't. I don't remember. Did you see the I picture wa- that they have associated with it? No, I didn't even look it up. Oh, I should look it up. Oh, you didn't? I thought you were reading the along rake. with me. I'll just show you it here. This will be even creepy. I'm going to show it to him. Oh, I see it. Here. Oh, God. Oh, oh, yeah. dear. Yeah, I'm, I just Googled it. Uh, yeah, my favorite is... I would is, say don't do that before you go to sleep. <laughs> I Googled the rake, and the first thing that comes up... Is an actual is rake, a website. Please. No, it's it, it says the modern voice of classic elegance. The rake is the modern voice of classic elegance and the champion of discreet luxury providing the world's finest luxury menswear. Oh, wow. The rake is and then right underneath, <laughs> But right underneath is pictures like that. Folks, you need to, like, we if we have, I think we'll have an Instagram by the time this goes up. We'll put yeah. pictures of the rake up. Um, yes. but, People uh, would be like, what the heck is this Instagram? Uh, this is ooh, arguably... The most horrific picture I've ever uh, seen. No, thank you. I'm, In 2018, yeah. there was a movie. I wonder if it's. Oh. I don't. Yeah, think it I must be. That. Yeah, no, I couldn't watch it either. No, no thank not if you. I wanted to go it's... to sleep. Yeah, Ben and Ashley reunite 20 years after the murder of their parents to face the cause of their parents' death: a supernatural creature known as the Rake. The Rake. Um. Uh, Dwayne the Rake Johnson. <laughs> um, so yes, any any other 
no. thoughts you want to share that about was, the rake? Just that I read that probably six years ago now was the first time I ever read that story. So I was an adult woman when I read that. And still, <laughs> I'm still disturbed am. by it. Yeah, yeah. Um. So the super short scare, scary stories that you sent me, uh-huh. um, the link to the Reddit. So I was scrolling through the super short scary stories. And one of the things that I uh, realized that is a common theme amongst these stories is uh, some very ridiculous titles. Excellent. So I put together a little game. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm so excited. I'm going to give you two titles. I got a lot. I had fun today. Um, We don't have to do them all. I'm going to give you two titles, and I want you to tell me which one is the super short scary story and which one is the one that I made up. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so excited. (laughs) So uh, I don't want to start with that one. All right. Let's start with this one. Uh, So the first title is dangerous toilet time <laughs> the second uh the second title is i hate when this i hate when this happens while i shower so the two titles are dangerous toilet time or i hate when this happens while i shower which one is the uh the real super short scary story so, which was the one i made up <laughs> well i want it to be dangerous toilet time because that would be phenomenal i think it might be the shower one is is the real one yes you are correct dangerous toilet time is something i made up <laughs> i i want to hear a short scary story on that which is okay we can talk about this separately but i have a funny story about toilets <laughs> what is it what is it is it quick is it is it scary it's just no it's like it's the story when you were a kid were you afraid of the toilet um i still am a little bit because <laughs> this is a true thing i when i was growing up and you don't see it too much anymore but there used to be lots of um uh news articles about Uh, snakes in toilets in New York City specifically and growing up around New York City it was always like every week there was like a snake in someone's toilet and and so like I still have sort of a fear of that so so very specifically when I was very young and I I don't know if it's because I saw you know one of those stories somewhere but I legitimately thought there was a snake that lived in the toilet in, in every toilet and that if you did not give it an offering, it would bite you. So if yeah, I did not have fear. a number if I did not have a number two for that snake, I would flush that toilet and run so fast. And that is a true little Hillary story that I believe that you needed to make sacrifices to the snake so it wouldn't bite you. So that's that's, that's, that's a short so story. Funny. That's a, yeah. That is a, that is a super short, scary story. Okay. All right. We got some more. I have so many favorite ones. All right, let's do this one. Um, The first title is The Sound of One Tree Clapping. The second title is That Sunflower Has an Attitude. (laughs) Um, 
I think the real one is the sound of one tree clapping. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> some, some of these are obvious that they were written by me. Some of them are maybe not so much. Uh, here's one that might be hard. First title, Splash, Splash, Splash. The second title, Drip, Drip, Drip. <laughs> I'm th- I'm I I'll, I'll choose drip for one hundred. Ah uh, yeah, that's mine. <laughs> drip 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 was one I made up. Splash 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 is an actual title of the super wow. scary uh, short stories. Yeah, it sounds scary. All right, let's see. Hold on. There's a um. How about the librarian with the paper arms, or the poet with the head made of glass. <laughs> I think I'm going to go librarian. That one was also mine. The <laughs> real one is the poet with the head made of glass. Wow, that uh, is weird. Okay, there's a, a couple couple more. Um I just had so much fun today doing these. <laughs> The titles, okay, first title, I Bought the Wrong DVD, or Blu-ray Player of Death. (laughs) I want Blu-ray Player of Death. (laughs) That was what I made up. (laughs) I Bought the Wrong DVD, (laughs) what's the name of one? Okay, let's do two more. Let's do, let's do two more. Um... That werewolf is an asshole. Or the boogeyman can't do shit. <laughs> um, werewolf. That one I made up. Oh my uh, god. The boogeyman the boogeyman can't do shit is a <laughs> real title on Love it. Um Alright. Uh let's do do we do two more? No, let's do one more. Um, I just love them all. How about a normal evening at Walmart or Ikea of death? Walmart. That's the real title. Ikea of death was what I made up. Uh, some other fun ones that I found on there. There was one called fuck spiders Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> you know, think about it. That could be a horror story for sure. It's true. It's true. Um, I had quite a fun time today going through <laughs> super short, awesome. scary stories. And you were good uh, at renaming them or, or alternate naming things. That was yeah, fun. I was. Uh, that was. Uh, don't tell my job. Uh, that's what I was doing <laughs> that's today. What doing. <laughs> no, I was. I was on Zoom all day today for the most part. But anyway, we don't need to talk about my work. So that was fun. What are we at? We're at, oh, okay. We're at 51 minutes. Not too bad. Not too bad. Do you have anything else to add about scary stories or anything else you want to talk about? 
do we want to quickly pull up a unsolved? Because that was the other wreck. Excuse me. There was some unsolved ones. They seem to be pretty lengthy. I'm looking yeah, back that's, through what that's I have true. saved. Yeah, I don't like. I don't. I don't know if we should start a new something or. I can do. I can do one more story because it's it's not too terribly long, but it's a okay. little bit long. We've always loved playing games in this family. It's just something we do, and today it's hide and seek with all the kids involved. My brother is an expert at this. As much as one can be when it involves children hiding in a house. But he's struggling today. We all are. There's no sign of his little girl Jess anywhere, and we're getting more than a bit worried. It's been hours now, and we've searched the usual hiding spots, the garden, even the shed, and the other kids didn't see where she went. So they're not able to help. She's only six. Where could she have hidden? But they have told us, um, they have told us of a silly rule where you keep quiet until you're found. No matter who you hear calling your name, or if we say we've given up, trust me, that's not what you want to be told when a little girl has been gone for hours. We do another sweep of the house, every cupboard, every wardrobe, under every bed, and nothing. It's getting dark and I can hear my brother and his wife in the garden shouting Jess's name over and over. When they come in, they're both shivering and his wife is in tears. I offer to pour some drinks and tell my mom to go light the fire in the front room. I don't know what else to do other than offer alcohol and a place to get warm. Horrible thoughts are going through my head, and I'm sure they're going through the heads of everyone here. Has Jess been snatched? What else could have happened? Has she been snatched? Who did it? What's happening to her now? I carry the tray of drinks through and set it down. The fire is just getting strong now. These will be warm in no time, and actually the whole house is cold. We should have lit the fire a while ago. That thought isn't much good now. So I keep it to myself. I sit down with my drink, and they're talking about when it's the right time to ring the police, when that becomes necessary, and when I think I hear something. I look at it. Are we ending like this? Is this how we're ending the podcast? I I didn't actually read through this, this whole thing, so I am finding this out as you are. I look at everyone else, but they're busy talking, no reaction. It's sort of like a muffled sound, I think. I just can't tell where it's coming from, or if I even did hear it. I stare at the rising fire and wonder if that's somehow responsible. Fire can make noises, can't it? Cracking logs, I don't know. We're all pretty tired at this point. I don't even know what I'm thinking. One more silly thought does dance around my head. Another one I can't keep quiet. Or another one I keep quiet, even as I'm sure I hear the sound again. We didn't check if she was in the chimney. Is that the end? Yeah. Oh, no. She can't end like that. So my favorite comments. (laughs) These are some of the comments from people. Like most of the time people are like, dang, like what a good story or this. And then here's my favorite one. Does she die or what? <laughs> like somebody demanding, like, did she die? And the the oh person who God. wrote it's like, uh, that's up to you, you know? 
Oh but my yeah. God. Thank you, everyone, for joining yeah. us. Um, this has been fun. This is kind of random, but I thought it would be a fun little episode because we're interested in it. Yeah, no, this is this is fun and terrifying, and now I have to go to bed, and I'm not going to for hours and hours and hours. <laughs> oh dear. Well, thank you for uh, thank you for coming up with this idea and and for the terrifying terrifying stories. Mine seems fine in retrospect. <laughs> No, I did choose some some pretty terrible ones, but, but yes. That's the point. We were doing scary stories. Well, tune in next time for us talking maybe about lighter things, but maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>